0: Well, welcome, welcome, everyone. I appreciate you watching here tonight. Here, this is Jeff Lamberts. So I got a special guest on tonight, Brian Strubar. Um, this is one of our early episodes. I really appreciate you being on here. Uh, Brian's been agreed to be a guest for us tonight. We got a handful of things to talk about. Brian's a great, great guy. He's one of my mentors, a really, really good close friend of mine. We met a year and a half ago, I believe was somewhere in that ballpark. Uh, actually, about a year ago, a year ago a couple of weeks. Yep. Yeah. We've we've had some great great conversations, great experiences, and developed a great friendship from here. So Brian, I appreciate you being on here tonight. Um, I know a lot of the people watching aren't going to know who you are. They may not know who you are. and Some of them might. So why don't you tell us a little bit? I could go ahead and give you a glowing glowing intro. But why don't you give us the cliff notes and what you uh, you know what your story is a little bit, and then we can dive into and
1: you know we'll go into sure. questions, learn about you, your your purpose, and what's going on. Yeah. So. I actually became an entrepreneur at the age of six, and so I've been doing it for, um, let's see, almost 35 years now, I guess. So have been an entrepreneur for years and years, started out with a very small business as a uh, lawn boy, basically mowing some yards for the neighbors, and uh, learned very quickly the value of saving money, but also realized that saving money is not as good as investing money. And so there's a lot of things I learned over the years. Um, The biggest thing probably that really changed my life was early on, someone explained to me the value of investing in yourself. And that's when it really changed my life because I began to invest in myself. And the more I learned, the better and the quicker I would rebound, so to speak, from any mishaps or bad decisions in the business world. And so that was one of the big things that really helped me was understanding business, but really doing that through continual, steady investing in myself, self-development, a lot of people call it, um, and there's a lot of other things you can do to invest in yourself. I eventually got some counselors and mentors, um, as you have done, and that really sped up my learning process and really helped kick me from failure to success a lot quicker. Um, they helped point out my blind spots, which I think is something we all need, because obviously, it's a blind spot for reason you can't see it, so... Right. Right.
0: Yeah, uh, go ahead
1: and uh, kick off some questions. We might as well jump right in. I know you got a lot to do, and we don't want to be on here all day, so.
0: (laughs) No, no, we'd bore everybody here. So in what you had said, kind of the self-development and things that you're you're Mm -hmm. continuously learning, uh, what are some of the things that you're researching and and kind of learning to grow yourself right now? Like, what are the most impactful things that you find you're doing yourself?
1: You know, there's a number of things I've been working on. Um, I'm actually working on my fifth book right now. Which is about escaping religion prison, and so I've been doing some research, and I'm now more or less compiling all the research and going through it and finalizing um, and doing some of the final edits on my book. But hmm. just understanding how much religion abuse there is, or religious right. abuse, okay. and you know, spiritual and emotional abuse, even in the, uh, surprised me because I grew up in the church, but I didn't really understand how bad it was until I got older and my eyes started opening. And I started realizing all the people that are really abused, in a sense, Mm. um, inside the church even. And so that was kind of eye-opening. That's one reason I'm doing my book is to help others, you know, see another perspective. You know, church is good and I think it's necessary, but we also need to be careful, especially if we're in church leadership, not to abuse our role.
0: Okay. And you said this is your fifth book.
1: Yeah, that's my fifth one. My first one was the ripple effect mindset, okay. um, explaining a little bit the, the reasoning behind how valuable your thoughts are and the self-development, how that can have a ripple effect into your whole life. Okay. Um, the more you develop yourself, it's going to ripple out into all areas of your life, whether it's relationships or business, it's still going to affect that.
0: Absolutely. Um, another
1: book I did, um, I forget if it was my second or third, was on um, true emotional nudity basically removing the masks which we all are used to wearing face that's, masks that's mask the one, the products. first one that i read that's the first all one this one covid stuff we're all used to face masks but yeah. there's emotional masks there's masks we wear as a person mm-hmm. to hide who we truly are a lot of times people say how are you we say i'm great but really inside we're hurting sometimes mm-hmm. we're struggling sometimes we have relationships going south and we don't know how to answer we don't know if they're a a help so to speak to our situation so we don't say anything Right. And so a lot of times we are wearing those masks. So that's where true emotional nudity really helps to break down ways to, first of all, be true and honest with yourself and with God and with those nearest and dearest to you and those that can actually help you. Okay. Another book I wrote was the uh, Recycling Failure to Power Success and really learning how to bounce back, how to fail forward, how to use your, okay. your failures as lessons instead of getting down and accepting failure as your identity. Failure doesn't need to be your identity just because you failed. one of the big eye openers for me was realizing that failure is simply a failed attempt. It's a past failed attempt. I didn't succeed in that attempt. Okay. But in a sense, it was a successful failure. If you learn from it and you realize, okay, that didn't work. Let me try something different. Okay. So you just kind of have to look at it that way, where a lot of people, myself included, used to simply say, well, I failed, so I'm a failure. No, it doesn't mean you are a failure. That's taking it on as your identity. That's completely different. Just because you failed doesn't mean you're a failure. If you think about it, you know, in the development of electricity, the light bulb, the airplane, they had many failures, but they didn't quit. And it became a success because they didn't stop. They didn't take failure as an identity and say, well, we were meant to develop airplanes or light bulbs or electricity they simply said nope there's another way that don't work let's try something else
0: are you glad that they didn't quit when they failed you know however many hundreds or thousands of times i mean come on yeah. you wouldn't have this it wouldn't be a light right there i mean come on so, that's <laughs> we'd awesome. be lighting
1: candles again
0: <laughs> so what i think you got one more maybe you didn't mention one yeah, the other book. one is
1: a student mindset book it's similar to the ripple effect mindset Okay. But it's it's really geared more towards students and understanding bullying and how to get through school and really the transition through uh, puberty and into okay. adulthood, kind of the transition from a child mindset to an adult mind, mm-hmm. taking on responsibility, still kind of the ripple effect mindset, but really helping them understand the value to self-development and learning, getting a mentor, someone okay. to walk them through that transition, because it can be very traumatic for some teens.
0: Oh, yeah. I, I so. think that. That book alone would be something that is um, almost priceless to anybody who's a teenager, anybody who's a parent that has kids that are soon to be teenagers, if they're in their 10, 11, 12, or they're there, um, even just kind of on the mindset. There are so many things that on that topic alone, considering, I guess, statistically until we're 25 years old, our brains don't fully develop into adulthood. And there's so many things that having that shaped in the right way would be beneficial. So
1: yeah.
0: Um, yeah. We'll circle back around to that. I want to go back to the, um, the uh, not the mask. What was the other book after you said the mask?
1: Oh, the recycling failure to power success.
0: Yeah. So like what were some of the, the motivations, I guess, and influences to that one? And then going back to the mask, obviously we're all in masks now, but it's mm-hmm. the, the mask one was more like, do you find that that's more specifically geared toward or it's more advantageous for men versus women because
1: of our society, a role society says we need to play? True. I think that a lot of men wear a mask and don't even want to admit they're hurting. They often don't even admit to themselves in many cases. They even mask themselves to themselves because they simply don't understand it's okay to hurt. It's okay to struggle. Okay. And a lot of us want to play tough. We don't want to cry, so to speak. We don't want to Mm -hmm. let our emotions out. It's okay. It's not going to hurt anything. And people know you're real. They actually love you and trust you more when you are real versus they know you have to be going through something. Like if someone close to you passed away and now you're acting like it doesn't hurt, they know it does. And therefore they know, okay, what else is going on? Because he's not even acting like that hurt. So there's obviously other things in his life too. And so people begin to, trust you more, not necessarily to wear every emotion on your sleeve, but to really sure. be able to share, at least when you're in a serious moment, with people that really care about you, especially your spouse, significant other, sure. you know, your parents, if you're a young person, etc. You need to have somebody that you can share with, you know, hey, I'm struggling, hey, I had a good day, hey, I had a bad day, mm-hmm. you know, hey, somebody said something that really hurt, how can I get past that? Right. Because right. Things that people say actually hurt worse than getting hit with a rock or a stick, so to speak, yep. because they last for years, sometimes okay. your lifetime.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, things that I was told as a child, I still remember. Yeah. They hurt like cut to your heart, so to speak. And it, it's like they leave an interior wound. And so getting past that forgiving and forgetting and moving on can simply free you from your own bondage much quicker. As far as the recycling failures, There was just so many failures in my life, whether it was relationships, things I did said, uh, business ventures I tried, you know, not really doing my research before I jumped into some different businesses I tried, you know, could have saved me some money and some time, but I learned stuff from. And so that's where I don't want people to be so cautious. It's not like, oh, go live in a corner, you know, stick your head in the closet and stay safe. You have to take calculated risks. You need to look at what's there. What are the opportunities? Jump for opportunities, but calculate the risk. Is it something that's worth it or is it not? And that's where, you know, I learned a lot of that over the years through different trial and error, so to speak, and different business ventures and different mentors helped me through that. So that's where I think that that book is good. If people really want to branch out, it can help them understand, as you do, just use your failures as lessons, as stepping stones, instead of, oh, now I'm a failure. Don't yep. take it on as an identity.
0: Absolutely. And that's one thing that I personally have struggled with, especially over the last couple of years. And I know that a lot of people who are going to watch and listen to this men or women have probably been in the same boat. So in, in line with failures there, what what would you say, Brian, is your biggest failure over the last year? Uh, why do you think it happened? And what did you do to get past it? So I guess a three-parter.
1: You know, I look at it as not even a failure on my part. I made a decision to walk away from a residual income that was okay. fully supporting my family due to integrity issues with the company hmm. I was affiliated with. Okay. And they began to change some things <clears throat> and do some things that I felt were unethical and, and I just couldn't put my name on it anymore. Okay. And so I, don't, I wouldn't say that's a failure on my part, although I should have seen it sooner maybe. Okay. <clears throat> but I think the biggest thing is, is I, I'm learning from it. There's a lot of lessons I learned even from that. It was an eight-year venture. I did very well and learned a lot, a lot of great people, um, got some other great mentors out of it. And so that's good. You just have to look at it as, take it as a hallway, not as a dead end. Okay. Um, learn to walk through it, take the lessons from it, bounce right back and look for what's next because that. I feel like God doesn't, close a door without opening another one.
0: Oh, absolutely. If you're going down a
1: hallway, I look at it as every experience I go through is just Mm -hmm. another window or a door in my hallway and I can look in or go through it and it may may turn, my hallway may turn, it may take twists and turns Mm -hmm. as I go down my life hallway, so to speak, but there's lots of doors of opportunity. Which ones you open can now dictate where your life goes.
0: Okay, awesome. So with that being said, um, obviously, you're a strong man of faith. I'm going to guess that your faith may have played a role in your decision to walk away from that residual income due to integrity issues and other things. Um, how much of a struggle was that? Was it more of like, what aligns with my values? Or was it a like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to lose X amount of dollars. It was really a
1: bigger struggle. You know, I think part of the biggest struggle was not necessarily walking away from the money because I can go make more money. It was mm-hmm. more of I felt bad for the people and even friends that I had taken into that company okay. and that were now customers or using their service.
0: Sure.
1: And I didn't want that to hurt our friendship. And okay. so that was, I think, the biggest letdown in a sense and kind of made it the hardest. I wanted to stay to help them through and get out. But on the other hand, I didn't want to stay and continue to be affiliated. So eventually you have to cut ties. You just got to let it go and just say, you know, Hey, I'm no longer with them. Right. You know, if you need help, you know, I'm glad to help you give you ideas or see what I can get you for information, but it wasn't as much the money, even though we all, you know, like to have the security of, you know, money coming in steady, which was nice, Mm -hmm. but I know that I can always make more money and God opens doors continually. And he has opened the door now to really flourish my coaching and, and my, um, uh, my uh, tutoring business. Okay. So I do business and relationship tutoring and, and mindset coaching. And so that's just some of the doors that have really opened wide now. And, and hosting the masterminds for some business owners has really um, expanded my mind as well as, you know, really been a cool connection with some other business owners.
0: So it's not so much of a loss of anything. It's just kind of a shifting of direction. And you it, it sounds like you've almost gained more from mm-hmm. walking away from one opportunity because it opened up doors, maybe wider doors, more prosperous doors. Correct. Okay, and that's
1: kind of where I was at. It was, it was really, you know, if, if I can't be full heart and soul, so to speak, and hundred percent support for the company, mm-hmm. I need to find something that I can, I need to find something that I now have a passion for because I lost all my passion and vigor when I no longer felt they had integrity. Right. And so that's where it really came down to. And that was the struggle was, do I really let go? Or is it just something they'll just fix? Mm-hmm. You know, do I just, is it just a bump in the road? Is it a growing pain? Or is it actually a shift in the company? I need to jump, you know, before they go broke, so to speak, or before right. they uh, take me south. Because I don't want them to ruin my reputation.
0: Oh, absolutely. absolutely. So like that was, I on. guess, the
1: struggle was really trying to see, you know, is it just a bump in the road? or what is it? And, you know, the fact that they wouldn't, you know, take it head on and face their issues told me it was more of an integrity issue than it was just a bump in the road.
0: Okay. So it sounds like they made the decision for you. It was probably a little bit of time, and then they kept doing what they were doing. And it pushed you in a direction because you had already had your coaching business prior to this. And it just Mm -hmm. gave you that boost, that kick in the butt, so to speak, to say, well, this is the, the best option, best viable option for me. So that's, that's awesome. So I'm glad you, your eyes and ears were open to, to see that because I know a lot of people would look at that and they would say, whatever the amount of money is, it's worth more than my integrity, my value, you know, mm-hmm. how people perceive me kind of a thing. Absolutely. So as far as being able to move on and that, then were you able to carry on some of those mentors or did it get you a position where you're able to find you have new mentors in your own business? Um Know, was that an active process seeking out new mentors or those kind of came to you or you already had them and they just shifted direction with you
1: um yeah, some of both actually okay. um some of the mentors I met through that opportunity though okay. they weren't affiliated with that business um one of them being uh and you would know this guy Ray Higdon okay um, yep he's not affiliated with them but I met him through that opportunity um so to speak. I mean, I, I knew about him even before that, but hadn't really dove into his stuff as much. And so that's just one, you know, there's numerous other ones that I met and, and I made some great friendships. Okay. But I think the big thing is, is I'm always looking for more mentors. I'm always keeping my eyes and ears open. If there's somebody that knows something that I don't, or there's people I can learn things from, I love to listen and learn and, and you know, buy their courses, whatever it is, so that I can learn because, the minute you stop learning, you're really headed south and, and you're, you're headed towards death. I look as when you stop learning, you're dead because okay. you're going to continue to learn. Right. And people that know it all, they're pretty much dead. Nobody really likes to be around them anyway.
0: Well, they think they know it all. There's always well, the problem is that they stop learning and then other people pass them because they say, oh, I know everything I need to know. I'm worth X amount of dollars. I have this many friends. I have, whatever, however many yep. followers. and you know, 52 years in business, Well, there's still stuff you can learn so things are ever evolving. So um, something popped into my head here. Uh, obviously, you know, we got a uh, list of questions, but I guess my biggest thing that I wonder right now, what advice is somebody, I know that there have been people in a situation like yours before we addressed that, but what advice would you give them um, when they're at a crossroads, maybe looking at the same thing that you've done? I know which direction you took, but what advice would you give them? If they said, I have this or I have this?
1: So probably the biggest thing is try to weigh the options and what's going to be the best for your future and what's going to fit your passion and your sense of direction. Where do you want to go? Um, For example, if you want to go right and you feel pulled left, you know, maybe you're used to going left, left feels more comfortable. Mm -hmm. Just because something feels more comfortable doesn't mean it's the best way to go. Um, Everybody is uncomfortable outside their comfort zone. And so you just have to realize it may be scary, though you know that's what you're supposed to do, Mm -hmm. just because the easy doesn't mean it's the thing to do. You need to get a mentor, get a coach to help you Mm -hmm. if you don't know which way to go. And that's really the best.
0: got some difficulties here positives and the
1: negatives of both sides
0: okay we had a little little glitch there we heard um get a mentor and then positives and negatives what was in between that
1: um you would want to share with them the positives and negatives of each opportunity that you're considering
0: and obviously have them help you make that decision yes so if you're going right left is always comfortable for you and you say i'm going to go right it's uncomfortable i'm scared Mm -hmm. of this but they're guiding me i'm being pulled this way i'm God is saying go this way my mentors are saying go this way how long do you stay the course before you you know maybe hang up your hat so to speak and change direction
1: a lot of times you also should consider going with your gut okay. um, sometimes your gut will tell you to go the way that you just don't feel like going and it may not feel easy it may be outside your comfort zone like if you're told to speak in public a lot of people fear public speaking oh, yeah, As I do. Mm-hmm. you know most people actually do more than death they say and so if you fear speaking in public more than death, I can see why you'd be uncomfortable. But if sure. that's what you feel in your gut, you should do is share your story or share mm-hmm. your lessons or whatever it is, then you need to do it. Okay. You can get good at it. You can practice. You know, Nowadays, you can set your phone on pretty much anything and practice, record yourself, look mm-hmm. back over it, You know, go on YouTube, get some free courses or whatever on public speaking. It's not rocket science. It's just right. a matter of Basically practicing, just like you had to practice learning to ride a bike or, matter of fact, even as a child, learning how to walk. We all fell down numerous times. Oh, yeah. We didn't say, oh, well, you weren't meant to walk because you fell down and we just kick them to the curb. I love that. Yeah. We helped them back up. And that's what we all need to do. So if you fall down, you stumble over your words, you forget what you were saying, you lost your place in your outline or whatever it is, it doesn't matter. Everybody does. We're all at different stages in the walk of public speaking, so to speak. And so some of us are good, some of us aren't, yep. that's okay. You just have to practice where you're at. You may not be capable of running yet if you're still learning how to walk.
0: Mm-hmm. What a great example and one that'll resonate, I think with a lot of people, because there, there's gonna be a time in most people's life where they have to, even if it's in front of two or three people, and yep. let's look at the, the reality of you have to do it in school at some point, where you have to give a report in front of class. Yeah. And that's the worst, especially as a teenager when somebody is some so many people are so critical and so judgmental and you're trying to find your click and all these other things. The one thing that I've found on that, if I were to answer that question, is again with follow your gut, is I am doing a lot of things, have been doing this is one of them. Mm-hmm. I felt called. I was challenged. I weighed the options for about six months and just kind of let it sit and resonate and then still felt called. And then once I started making the calls and reaching out to people. Everything started to kind of fall into place. And then it was a mm-hmm. matter of me to actually, okay, now that everything is lined up in front of me, I have to pick these things up and throw them in the back seat of my car and run with it. Um, and then, you know, if I continue to feel uncomfortable, uncomfortable many situations, like, all right, how uncomfortable can I actually get? Yeah. Um, but there's always, I feel as a man of faith as well, that like God is always giving me direction. He is always saying things to me through feelings, through emotions, mm-hmm. and how many. Sometimes am I in a scenario that's similar to this um where I you know when I'm there I still be okay now I'm in the pocket now I feel good about this but it's the nerves leading up to it so just a couple more things here you know we want to keep things to a, a, a reasonable time frame yep. Brian if you were in my shoes what mm-hmm. question would you ask me what question would you ask yourself that I haven't asked yet all that
1: so I guess probably one of the biggest things that I would ask if, if I were in your shoes asking me, I would say, you know, what's the, what's the next step or the, or the best step as far as taking myself from failure to success?
0: Yeah. Okay. So what is that step?
1: For me, it has become making the decision to move forward okay. and then taking the first step. Sometimes it's very simple. We often know what it is. We just don't want to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, for example, you with your podcast, I think just taking the first step and making the decision, okay, I'm going to do it. Then you just have to set a date. Okay. I'm going to launch it X, Y, Z date, whatever it is. I think for me, and I can share a real quick story. What? Yeah, please. I went to a uh, company convention and I was sitting about probably two thirds or three quarters of the way back in the room and watched a lot of people that I had heard or seen their names you know, on the company leaderboard and stuff. And I've seen them all going across stage. And I made a decision right there in myself that I am going to walk across that company stage the next year. Okay. So we had basically nine months of that calendar year left. Um, actually, seven months, I guess, because that was the first of May. So I had May through December to really work hard and make sure that I got there. And so I picked a category because uh, they gave all kinds of um, trophies and certifications and and uh, plaques and stuff for different things, and so I picked one that I was pretty sure I could do, though I knew it would be a lot of work because I'd already lost five months. There was already people way ahead of me, but I had to get into the top five to get on stage. And so I decided that's what I was going to do, and that was recruiting and building a team for the company. And so I did that. I I began to recruit, and within 30 days I was on the leaderboard. Within another 30 days, I was halfway up the leaderboard, and within 90 days, I was at the top of the leaderboard. I stayed at the top of the leaderboard through the rest of that year. Now, I didn't know because I didn't know how much people had done the first four months of the year. I didn't know exactly how much more time or how much further ahead of me they were, but I was pretty sure because I had stayed at the top number one for the last four or five months I knew I was very close if I wasn't in the top five. Okay. So next convention rolled around, mm. I sat in the crowd. Again, I was scared to sit up front because I'm like, you know, I've never succeeded and I'd been told I would never succeed. So therefore right. I kind of doubted whether they would even call my name. Even if I was in the top five, I'm like, yeah, they probably won't even call my name. They'll just give it to someone else. Mm, okay. It was just kind of my own self doubt and limiting beliefs, I guess, from my sure. past failures and whatever. But anyways, they went through number five and it wasn't me, number four and it wasn't me, number three and it wasn't me, number two and it was me and I gave up. I'm like, wow, I guess I missed it and then they called number one and it was me wow. Wow. and I actually overshot but that wasn't the end of my surprise because then they called out another category for top performers for the entire year and what I never thought about was the mass volume from building a big team quickly shot me up and I got number three in the company for the most volume. Wow. And so I realized it all stemmed back to that decision and making the decision that when I get home, I'm going to hit the ground running and I'm not going to stop. Okay, That was what really turned my business from more or less a hobby into a business. Okay. And I think so many people treat life as a hobby. They don't really take life serious.
0: All right. Right. Absolutely. So when you're choice to walk away, beauty or integrity with the business is really, really a matter of knowing that you've done it before, you can do it again. And I think that's what a lot of people fail to realize because a lot of people haven't done it before, haven't achieved these things before Mm -hmm. due to their mindset, due to lack of effort, lack of activity, whatever the case is. So that's awesome, man. I appreciate you sharing that story. Well, I think the
1: best thing they can do if they're feeling like they can't succeed, maybe they haven't succeeded yet or haven't really felt like they got you know, through to success, so to speak. Remember, success is not a number. There's no dollar amount that is success. Success is hitting your daily goals. As long as you have a daily goal, let's just say to read your Bible, and you do it every day, then you're a success. If it's to brush your teeth or to eat an apple or the simple things of life, it could be make five phone calls or send out five messages, whatever it is, you will be a success as long as you hit daily success. Because daily success makes weeks of success and weeks make months and months make years. And when you have successful years of success, you're going to push through all barriers. There's no obstacle can stop you because you hit it every day.
0: Well spoken, well said. Brian, where can our faithful, loyal followers, viewers and listeners find Mm -hmm. you online?
1: So the best place to find me would be at nextstepmindset.com. Okay. Um, there's some free stuff there. They can set up a free membership and get some free courses with mindset. Um, there's all kinds of cool stuff there. There's some quizzes coming up shortly that they can take for maybe understanding their own personality, um, okay. their strengths and weaknesses and things like that. That'll be helpful. It's going to be a lot more free stuff coming over the next few months. So make sure they set up a free membership and start checking it out. Um, they can also go online, get my books if they want. Um okay whatever's easy for them, but they can also fill out and get an application in and get a free mindset mapping. Because I really look at it as you don't really know how to get where you're going if you don't know where you're at and where you're going. Just like a GPS can't give you sure. directions if sure. it doesn't know where you're currently at and where you're headed. But if it knows those two things, it can tell you from point A how to get to point B.
0: Absolutely. That's awesome. So now you're-
1: That's one of the things I try to do with people is help them figure out where they're at in their mind, what they need to do, what decisions they need to make in order to take themselves to the next step.
0: Okay. Now, are your books on your website? Are they on Amazon? Where can they're they on
1: out? Amazon currently. We probably will also have them on our website soon. My uh, web developer is working hard to get everything caught up. Okay. But um, for right now, yeah, you can just jump on Amazon, just type in my name, Brian Strubar, and it'll pop up.
0: Okay. Now I can personally recommend Ripple Effect Mindset. Uh, I don't know if that's the exact title. I know that I've read it probably twice. It's a short but very, very powerful and impactful read. Mm-hmm. Brian is one of my mentors. I know that uh, I know what you bring to the table, and I know what some of the results that we can have just from the time that I don't want to say you found me. From the time that we were mm-hmm. blessed um, and you mm-hmm. know meant to meet.
1: Um, yep.
0: So that's uh, you're on social as well.
1: I am. I'm on Facebook and LinkedIn as well.
0: Okay, awesome. So what do you feel, Brian, last question here, and then we'll check out here. What what do you feel your purpose is on this planet? What do you feel that you've been called to do?
1: So my purpose, I think, is to really help people take their life and relationships to the next level so that they can live a step above. So many people settle for living an average life, relationships, business success, and I really want people to take it to the next level because it's usually... A little scary sometimes, it might be out of our comfort zone, but a lot of times we actually know what we need to do, but having a mentor to help point it out and go with us, so to speak, walk through that with us, Mm -hmm. helps to take the fear out of it, and that's where I would recommend anybody listening, if you struggle with it, you should just find a mentor, someone you can connect and feel at home with, and they'll walk you through it, Mm -hmm. whether it's weekly or bi-weekly or even monthly, you know, coaching or mentoring, it can really help you to just have somebody to keep you on track and to keep you accountable to do your daily, weekly, monthly goals, whatever it is. Even if it's weight loss, having someone that can help you stay accountable can keep you from failing and feeling like a failure.
0: 100%. And I recommend, Brian, if that's your guy, or you're looking for a mentor reach out to him. find them on Facebook, find them on LinkedIn. I'll post the links in here when this goes up and uh, check out nextstepmindset.com. Get his books. They're not $30 books. They're <laughs> the value is far more than $30. Yeah. But Get them. They're inexpensive, but highly, highly effective. And they're quick, short, simple, but powerful reads. Brian, I appreciate you being on here tonight. I well, really, thank you, really Jeff. Do appreciate it. Uh, we're going to have everything lined up on this afterwards. We'll
1: have the links posted here and um, anything before you sign off. I think that's it. I really appreciate you, man. It's it's fun to see you continuing to grow and take the steps step by step in your own life. That's awesome. And, you know, God is blessing you. And so that's really awesome. So
0: and blessing and you we'll be well. in touch soon. Absolutely appreciate it. All right. Um, I'll talk to you real soon. Thanks for being on here today. Thanks for everybody for watching. Thanks to those for listening. And we'll uh, we'll keep it rolling.